Hey, hey, Team Stevia. Welcome to episode 68 of The Stevia Show. A talk show podcast that covers pop culture, world news, local artistry, and everything in between. And this is Steven. And this is Lydia. And we hope everybody is having a wonderful week. We had great weather this past weekend. Oh, I, I don't want to talk about the weather, but let's talk about the weather. It was <laughs> so nice. I took the motorcycle out Saturday. It was great. Very good time. Love that. Uh, so we hope everybody enjoyed episode 67, where we talked about the NFL collective bargaining agreement, uh, the Nevada caucus, and much more. But today, we have a person who enriches our community with us and that is going to be sierra miller speech language pathologist so how are you doing today sierra i am so good thanks for being on yeah thanks for being on yeah and just a heads up you'll want to talk directly into the mic so that way we can hear you oh yeah uh, but other than that yeah glad to have you on the show with us uh we've known sierra for a very long time lydia longer, a long time lydia longer than me so how long have you all known each other for when did you go to college? 2013. 13. So since 2013. Oh, nice. So that okay. is seven years. Seven years. And I want to say something about seven-year <laughs> friendships. Have I told you about this before? No. So the studies show that if you're friends with somebody for um, seven years or more, they're lifelong friends. And oh, you don't, it, they're harder to get rid of. I'm going to cry. So just letting you know, you I can't get the, rid of me because I love how we went from, seven years. <laughs> I love how we went from they're going to be lifelong to you can't get rid of you them. You can't get rid of them. So it's like lifelong you, <laughs> friends you can't get rid of. So like, so what, what if it turns out that, you know, you and I, we've been friends for over seven years. And yeah. what if like I really annoy you badly one day or mm. vice versa? We can't get rid of each other. We can't That's, get rid of it. Uh, I mean, odds are I'll come back. <laughs> Odds are I'll come back. Well, according to science, it says, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and do the meme of the week today. So let me <gasps> go ahead and hit the button because it was a well-fought battle for the meme of the week. And we actually have the champion in the house with us today, that being Lydia and her. At Lydia Winford. At Lydia Winford. I is, won, Sierra. Yes. And it was actually a very good meme. Uh, it, it, it was another <laughs> It was another roast Steven week, uh, which is, I feel like is like twice a month, but you know, it is, it, it is what it is. I guess if you're an easy target. Uh, so let me go ahead and find it really quick. So it's the meme. It's me. And then uh, next to some guy named Jeffrey Dahmer kind of looks like a dick. Uh, but, uh, it for says, all of you who don't know who Jeffrey Dahmer is, he's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, so that is for sure not cool. For sure not cool. And it's me with my uh, my 1980s brow line glasses. And it's the uh, office meme where it says, Corbett needs you to find the difference uh, differences between this picture and this picture. And it's Pam saying they're the same picture. Wait, it's, show Sierra. Okay, I'll I don't show think Sierra. She's, yeah, seen that, it. No, she's not in the court, I don't think. But Yeah. They're the same picture. Yeah. <laughs> they're the same picture. Yeah. Stephen and Jeffrey Dahmer. I couldn't find a picture of you with long hair, but um, if I, I could have, it would have been even better. I, I didn't have these glasses <laughs> with my long hair, but that's that's unfortunate. And speaking of unfortunate, you haven't seen a movie this week. <sighs> I know, I'm so bad. But there's nothing good out. There was no said, good correct? movies out. There's nothing good out. I'm trying to think of things that on Netflix. Oh, actually, I watched this show on Netflix. I haven't finished it yet, but it's called um, Love at First. Love is Blind. Love is Blind. Have you watched it? The whole thing. Oh! <laughs> Okay, nice, good. nice. So it's kind of cringy, but I liked it. Much cringy. <laughs> Much cringy. I we only made it to episode five, so I'm only at we stopped because of the um the little meetup at the beach. 
Yeah. That was too much for me. I was like, this is very awkward. Wait, I don't so like is this, this like at all. A, is it like a TLC type game show is kind of what it sounds like? <laughs> yes. So, no. Well, it's kind of like, okay, it's on Netflix. Uh, and and <laughs> they are in, so the boys have to stay in an area and the girls have to stay in the area and they go to these pods to date, but they can't see each other. So like, it'd be like there was a, a wall between us. Okay. And we would be like asking each other questions to emotionally fall in love with each other. Yes. Was that, was that a good connection? Yeah. So then they huh. love each other and then they propose to each other after like four days in the pods, in the without, pods seeing without seeing each other. This is almost like a, the Black Mirror episode. The one where they, uh, yes. yeah, it's the, the dating app episode where yes. they might have been paired with their soulmate, mm -hmm. but it's like, you will date this person for X amount of time. And then mm -hmm. at the end, they had to like break out of the system. Yes. I, I love Black Mirror. That was That's, actually a really good episode. Uh, most of the episodes are really good. I, I I love that show so much. But they propose to each other without seeing each other. And then the first time they see each other is like they're engaged. Yep. Honestly, this sounds better than The Bachelor. Like, I feel like this would have a higher success rate. I'm not talking about entertainment value, but in terms of just success rates. Because it's I just feel, cringy I feel, all like, around. I feel like The Bachelor is all for cringe and, you know, like, who banged yeah. who type sort of thing. Yeah. But... The I mean, fantasy suite. Isn't that right? I won't spoil it, but I'd say the <laughs> ratio of people that ended up together is similar to... The oh, so it's, 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 so okay. So it's just as bad in yeah. terms of success rates. Yeah, because what happens is after four weeks of dating and then being engaged, they get married. Yes. Well, they're and supposed they to get married. Say, I do or I don't on oh, the altar. At, least at get, the altar, they do at that. At the altar. Oh, at least they I get didn't a choice. Well, they get a choice that. in the Bachelor too. Because wasn't there a season where the woman or man left at the very end? I feel I, like I that's like every season. <laughs> every I mean, season that I, happens, I think. I'd bail if I was on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Well, one, because I'm married, and then and then getting getting found out on national TV, that would suck. That would you know? suck. <laughs> but, Abby be pissed. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Abby, I'm doing she'd be, it. She'd be coming after you. <laughs> it's for the money, babe, I promise. Okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, so we do have a few, um, a little bit of news that we're going to go over today. We're going to start with the Harvey Weinstein conviction. So this is really good news for, for everybody because Harvey Weinstein is a POS. Yes, so in a case born out of the hashtag me too movement, Harvey Weinstein has had his trial last week. The Associated Press reports that Weinstein was convicted on one charge of rape in the third degree, meaning that there was no force, but there was also no consent and one charge of sexual assault. Third degree rape carries a maximum sentence of four years while sexual assault carries a maximum sentence of 25 years. Weinstein was acquitted on two counts of predatory sexual assault, which can be a life sentence. Uh, sentencing is scheduled for March the 11th, and Weinstein's defense is planning to appeal. So that's what we have with that. How long do we think he'll be alive in jail? I don't think he'll be in jail for that long because he's rich and he'll get out of it somehow. Right. Um, but, but I think you were kind of alluring to the Epstein thing. Yes, yeah. I was. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, I mean... Yikes. I will give him after if he gets put in jail. I will give him four months. That is what Ooh. that is what I will say. Four Ooh, are months. we going to start a bet on this? Yeah, I'll bet you on that. Four months, I think. Four months. Yeah, I think it'll be eight months before something bad happens to him. Okay, and if it goes over, then then I guess it's okay, over. Price is right. Sierra rules. and Sierra wins. Sierra, and Sierra, you win win. <laughs> Sierra wins for and the Weinstein Sierra thing. Wins. And then also speaking of bad news, Lydia, what do we have for the? Uh, you've loved talking about this. What do we have? For, <laughs> what do we have for the coronavirus? Uh, I, I'm like the the local coronavirus expert. I feel like I, I always I, bring this up. I need to get you a tinfoil hat. Yes, for the we need tinfoil hats and masks. <laughs> um, so top U.S. health official is telling citizens to be prepared for coronavirus spreading in the United States. 
Um, so yes, it is spreading. And um, Nancy Messone, director of the National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases, stated, not so much a question of it, but when in regards to the COVID-19 spreading in the United States. Um, suggesting that Americans should adopt strategies in case action needs to be taken, which, by the way, the strategy is to wash our hands. Which and we uh, talked it, about it, this yeah, off beforehand, mic. Yeah. So uh, l- l- uh, let's get uh, the second point and then let's hear Sierra's not so fun su- study. Yes. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it is gross. Um, as of Sunday, March, is today March 1st? Uh, today is March the 1st. Oh, happy yeah. March. Yeah, happy um, March. As of Sunday, March 1st, one person has died from the coronavirus in the United States. He was a Washington man in his 50s with underlying health issues. Um, 44 of the 71 new cases of the coronavirus in the U.S. were people on the Diamond Princess cruise in Japan. Now, we here at the Stevia Show and the people who enrich our community, I think part of being an enriching member of the community means to be hygienic and wash your hands. Yes. Uh, so, Sierra, what did you tell us earlier today that was just foul? <laughs> so, y'all can't quote me on this because I don't remember the source, I've, but I'm pretty I sure it like was on true. the news. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I got this information from, or maybe I made it up. But <laughs> on the news, they were talking about, um, they were observing people leaving the restroom and if they washed their hands or not. And they said that um, out of all of the people they observed, only 40% of the oh. people leaving the restroom washed their hands. That so, is so nasty. So gross. Wash your hands even after oh. you leave the restroom because you touched that door and, on the way out. And that I, is so gross. I feel like this isn't something that should be said. <laughs> like, like, of course, the battle plan should be washing your hands, but that shouldn't be a battle plan. That should just be... A Don't we learn that like in kindergarten? Preschool? We should. We should. You know. I think that's what like one of the first well, things we learn. Whenever, whenever I learn, you know, you have to do the happy birthday song twice. Like that's how we learn, and then you yeah. know, with warm water or the alphabet and yeah. soap. And, so, and so, but also, thank you. Also, <laughs> please important. wash yourself and not just run your hands over I, water. I just take it to the next level. I just get some, um, get some isopropyl uh, alcohol and just totally oh, oh, just bleach, my, just bleach my hands. Yes, yeah, that, that's probably why I don't have fingerprints anymore. But you probably. know, but whatever. Uh, so, yeah. But the weird thing about the coronavirus is, I did, I, I did see a meme the other day, and then it said, even if there was a coronavirus vaccine, half of y'all wouldn't get it anyway. Yes. <laughs> that's kind of funny. But it's kind of true, and it's true. TBH. Uh, but the thing with the coronavirus is once the, the, you know, the sensationalist media is getting a hand on it, they're causing everybody to panic. And the CDC yeah. is literally saying, don't panic. Just Please be don't prepared. Panic. And of course, people are panicking. So also don't buy the masks. Yes. Yeah. I, I was going to buy, I wanted to buy the mask. And then <laughs> I've, I've read, I know I read all the things and I've heard all the, I've listened and the flu and the coronavirus goes straight through the mask. So don't even buy the mask. <laughs> It's the people imp- that need the masks are the workers in the hospitals and the people that are currently sick. Yes. We do not need the masks. Truth. So don't buy any yeah, masks. Basically, just, just lie so your working stations. Just I don't think. go. Just go yes. home into work. Home work. Homework. Don't <laughs> go anywhere else. That like a fantastic plan regardless. We can pick up groceries now. We have Amazon. There's no reason for you to go anywhere else except for home and work. <laughs> it's like the episode. Are you saying quarantine already? Yeah. <laughs> quarantine. That's I'm, a, that, I'm, I'm, that I am a quarantining. Pa- that's a panic strategy, quarantine. If we're jumping straight from washing your hands to quarantine, that's, yes, I'm panicking. Well, it's like the episode of SpongeBob where he doesn't go outdoors and he has he, he has used napkin, <laughs> chip, and penny. It's like that's what we're sounding like right yes. now. You know, the gang's all here. So. The gang's all here. I've got to say this because we were talking about Love is Blind. This morning, I watched a SNL skit about Love is Blind, but it was like the quarantine version. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they were all sick with the coronavirus. So they were in their pods. They're in their so pods so trying to find love while they're with other corona victims. Yeah, and they were spraying them down. Oh. <laughs> the sprayers. Twenty three nineteen. I was gonna say that. I was. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but that's actually a perfect segue into our next thing, which is coincidentally about Disney. Oh yeah, Bob. Yeah. yeah. So good Bob. old. Uh, I guess good old Bob Iger. I mean, I don't really have an opinion of him. His book was great. Oh okay. Well, he has a good book, so good for him. So Bob Iger is stepping down as the Disney CEO. Associated Press covered last week that Bob Iger is stepping down. His replacement is conveniently enough Bob Chapek. Most wow, recent all the Bobs, <laughs> all the Bobs. Most recently, chairman of Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products. Iger will remain executive chairman through December thirty first, twenty twenty one, which is when his contract expires. So, what are our thoughts on this? I mean, I don't really care. I mean, Sierra, just, what's your yeah. thought on this? <laughs> I'm not asking you, Stephen. <laughs> I feel like he's done a lot of good for Disney, but as things move on, I think, you know, we always have to... I feel like he's he did this because something big is going to happen. Like, he's going to announce something else that he's doing. I, I could see Because he's been on Ellen. I don't know if you've seen this, but when he was on Ellen, he Ellen tried to talk him into running for president. Uh, I know. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, like, why else would he just, like, step down right now? Disney is basically a country, so he... I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, he has... Experience. Experiences. <laughs> I don't know. That was like, it almost sounds like this, this is almost like whenever um, Tim Schultz or whoever the CEO of Starbucks was, they were, there was a rumor that he was going to run for president too. Oh, really? He didn't. So, and then, man, we're doing really no, good. No, he makes seg- me. <laughs> who, yeah, who, Bob Iger? Or- I was going to say the Starbucks guy makes me pay a lot of money, but then also <laughs> Bob yeah. Iger makes me, <laughs> makes me pay more money. Yeah. So that's why I stopped myself. Gotcha. So just disregard that. Okay, well, yeah, we'll disregard it. Um, and speaking <laughs> of politics, so in local political news, uh, Jim Inhofe uh, will announce his reelection decision this week. So the Tulsa World reports that Jim Inhofe, longtime Republican senator, will announce whether or not he is running for reelection on March the 6th. So Inhofe has served in some capacity in Congress since 1986, which let me go ahead and sidebar that's the year my parents graduated high school so that's what i was going to say this is the he's old he's let's, let's, it gets, it, 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 well depending on how you look on it look at it it gets better or worse okay so he was first elected to the u.s house in 1986 and then elected to the senate in 1994 where lydia and i were two years old i was uh, not born yeah and I, I think sierra was negative one yeah uh so so he's represented Oklahoma on a nation, a national scale for 34 years, the most out of anybody in Oklahoma history. So prior to serving for Congress, he was mayor of Tulsa from 1978 to 1984 and then served in the Oklahoma Senate from 1969 to 1977 in his first political career or political office or whatever he served in the oklahoma house representatives from 1967 to 1969 so now his career has spanned one year older than my mom and dad so he has Holy cow. so he has been he's been around for a while uh so lydia what is the one thing that you always say about bernie sanders like what what do you wish he was i wish he was not old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the, <laughs> I thought this was a trick question. No, there's never any twi- like, trick questions on twig. the studio. Twi- any twig questions. No, good thing we have Sierra here to help Sierra you. Here. Yeah, twig. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Elmer Fudd over here. So, uh, yeah. So, Enhoff is currently 85 years old, which is 12 years older than President Trump and nine years older than Senator Bernie Sanders. So, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, I see um, that. So, well, because that's what, because he, he's a frequent co- topic. I do say often that Bernie, that's Bernie what I'm will saying. die in so, office. So, Enhoff is currently 85. 
85 years old and should he run for re-election and win and complete a fifth full term 92 no way he will be 92 years old if he completes that a fifth is so full term. long and my prediction and is, old and my uh my and pre- also does he not want to retire <laughs> no i guess this life that he's living and also i would like to point out that that my my prediction is that he will run for re-election because this is also the same man who brought the snowball into Congress for that whole climate change isn't real. He's like, here you go, Mr. President, here's a snowball from outside. It was on national oh news. S- same guy. So that is my prediction. That's embarrassing. And yeah. Only Oklahoma would have people like that. But we will find out this week. <laughs> and then one more thing Just before <laughs> and then one more thing before we interview Sierra. Uh, we have the South Carolina results in Lydia. Let's hear that. Oh, man, Stephen, we were off. Let me tell you, Biden wins with 255,660 votes. Bernie came in second with 105,608 votes. Tom Steyer in third with 59,817 votes, according to PBS NewsHour. Then Tom Steyer drops out of the race. Um, F in the chat. F in the chat. Yep. Um. Super Tuesday's coming up with 16 contests. Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Minnesota, Massachusetts, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, American Samoa, and Democrats abroad. Why did you skip Minnesota? Because you said Minnesota. We already put Minnesota. I said Maine, Minnesota, Massachusetts, Minnesota. Oh, I I put, okay, Minnesota twice. (laughs) So I went, "Mm, that's wrong. Okay, Minnesota. But thanks for putting that in alphabetical order. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I felt like I was singing the song. Twice, yeah. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. Oh, see, I didn't learn the song. No way. I just, I just memorized them. Yeah. Sierra, did you learn the song? That'd be a no. <laughs> what? We can't afford- that's, o- that's Oklahoma we, education we, for you, I we, guess. We can't afford the songs, Lydia. This is, <laughs> this is how it is. Alabama, okay. Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, <laughs> Delaware, Georgia, Florida, Hawaii, oh. Idaho, <laughs> Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, <laughs> New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, <laughs> Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. <laughs> you guys never learned that no, to learn the 50 you, states? Did you also learn the president song? No. Oh, no. I we either. did that. I, I didn't. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, there's a president song. I need there it, though. Because last is. episode, we talked about how I can only name like 15 presidents, if that. Probably more than I can. Stephen yeah. can name all, almost all of them. Backwards. Yeah. Ba- starting with President Trump and going backwards to like yeah. 1776 That's with George talent. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, one anyways. more thing is that we, uh, so a- as we saw, Oklahoma is indeed a Super Tuesday state. So as we hinted at next uh, last week, we are going to be doing a Super Tuesday contest. So basically what we do uh, whenever election time rolls in is if you post a picture of you and your voting sticker and put it on any of our social medias and tag us, um, you will be entered to win. So everybody who does this will get a sticker guaranteed. Guaranteed and sticker. And then one person from all three, as in one winner total, will get either a hat or a shirt, your choice, just for voting. And we don't care who you voted for. Don't 
tell us unless you, don't you need want to tell us. In, we in, just want to see the sticker. Unless you want to for some reason, but we're not going to reply to that. Uh, and then this is also not just limited to Oklahoma. So if you are another one of our Super Tuesday homies, so if you live in American Samoa by chance and you get your I voted sticker, <laughs> go ahead. If you do, please call us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we'll, I want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll get it. We'll get we'll get it uh, airmailed right over to you. So yeah, not limited to it Oklahoma. Might take seven to ten business days, but it it's might. fine. <laughs> but but the good news is, is that is that postage will remain the same. Yeah, because it's, it's the same. American because it's territory. an American territory. So we'll send it basically. Which it's beautiful there. I don't know if you've seen American Samoa, have you? <laughs> no. Okay, so we, this is, we own it. America owns American Samoa. I would Samoa. hope so. <laughs> and it <laughs> is beautiful. Ameri- it's over by Australia. It's a little bitty island by Australia. I'm learning new things. It's beautiful. Yeah, we, we should go there. We don't even need a passport. Yeah, you don't. It's probably a really long flight still. It probably is, but you know, it does look beautiful. You don't even need a passport. We'll need an Oklahoma real ID. I bet they don't. You will need an Oklahoma real ID. (laughs) You will need a real ID. I bet they don't even have coronavirus though. They probably don't. Nobody probably even knows that they can go there. I I didn't until last week. (laughs) I don't know. All right. Anyways. Okay. So. All right. So. All right. So. All right. right. What happens if you lose your sticker? Because they they didn't fall off. Lose sticky. Lose your sticker. Can I make my own? Did, did you early vote? No. Oh, okay. Well, so, then, then, you'll be, then, then you'll be okay. Well, you, then you better remember. That's the, I take feel the like picture you, early. Yeah, yeah, just put it on you. Take the picture. Heed this warning to and you, continue Stevie. The day. <laughs> if there is no sticker. Put the sticker. Take a car selfie. Easy. Yeah. Got it. But not while driving. Oh, or don't unsticky person. it and just hold it. Yeah. Just, just do whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but don't, I don't throw it out the window. I don't think you can... Um, Take a picture inside the precinct. No, don't take a picture of your ballot. Yeah. We don't want that. Don't yeah, ballot. yeah, yeah. Please don't do that. The, the only thing we want is a sticker. I feel like we are not asking for a lot. Well, but I was just saying, I don't think you can even take a picture inside of the sticker. Well, no, you can't because the sticker you can't go in it. What do you mean? You can't take a picture inside. Like when the you're sticker. inside and you have a sticker, like you have to wait till you're outside to t- take a oh, picture. Oh yes, you can take a picture. Thank of the you. Pull in place. Yes. Yes. Just follow the rules. Yeah. Just, just thank, with thank the, you, Sierra. Picture just, with the sticker. Just, just, <laughs> I was the one who started this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just take a picture with the sticker, all, all we please. Want is a sticker. That is, we are not asking for a sticker for, for a standard. sticker. We have cool stickers. We have Oklahoma stickers. We have Iowa, Iowa stickers. stickers. If you want that, we have. If you're from Iowa and you vote, we'll send you an Iowa sticker. Well, they already voted. Oh shoot! Yeah. We already voted. Damn. We, 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 <laughs> we went there. <laughs> <laughs> We were literally that there. That was embarrassing. And we may or may not have had a had a had a role in the reason why the you know <laughs> results were delayed. I'm just kidding. We had absolutely no role in that. Oh, which by the way, the uh, Iowa Democratic yep. Party chair stepped down. Yes, fact. he did. So, okay, without further ado, let's talk to Sierra. Because, Hi, Sierra. <laughs> Hello. Because that was supposed to be a quick news update, and now we're talking about rules and stickers but it was so good. and it's where fine. And, and where and where you can't take pictures and n- not driving and taking. They selfies. need to know about it. Yeah, which I'm very guilty of doing that. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to go ahead and okay. fifth on that one. So let's go ahead and get started with Sierra. Uh, so, Sierra, what exactly is a speech language pathologist for those of us who might not know? Wait, yeah. stop. Freeze. What? How about we have Sierra introduce herself? Oh, we can. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, let's do all of that. Yeah. Okay, good. Yes. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. My name is Sierra Miller. Oh. And I live here in um, a broken arrow, I guess now. But I'm from Adabel. Adabel. knows where that is in Oklahoma. Um, I went to college where I met Lydia and Steven at NSU in Tahlequah, and that's where I graduated from. And I'll kind of go into, I graduated with my bachelor's and my master's there to be a um, speech-language pathologist. So that's what I'm doing now. I've only been doing it for about eight months. So Ooh, almost new. a year. Yeah, woo. That's longer than we've been in SLPs. Yeah, that's so, that's th- there you go. So, <laughs> yeah. But I love my job, and I love what I do, and I love getting to help people. So, I love yeah. that. 
So yeah, what is an SLP or a speech language pathologist? Some people call us speech therapists. Some people call us speech teachers. Some kids call us speech or peach <laughs> because they can't say that as some. So they're like, hey, there's Miss Peach. There's and I'm like, that's peach. me. So, that's cute. Yeah. And so according to Wikipedia, a speech language pathologist is someone who works to prevent, assess, and diagnose and treat speech language, social communication, cognitive communication, and swallowing disorders in children and adults. So a lot of people think, which we'll kind of talk about this later, that we only really help lisps and stuttering. And that's, oh. we help a you do all the things. ton of people, kids from birth. Um, I see kids that are like one years old and two years old in a private clinic right now. And then I also help old people. So you oh, know, wow. we help a range of ages. That's pretty cool. I, I feel like there are a lot of misconceptions, which we'll talk about later. Yes. With Because with, we, we've talked to two people who are getting their occupational therapy degree, my wife and Kat. And there's a lot of misconceptions with sure. what anybody in allied health does. Because, uh, you know, for those of us who might not be in allied health, you like that's an easy thing to assume. But it's just it's just interesting. You, you think how much more goes under the job. So, yeah. Really and cool. So I was going to tell what do SLP street. There is a long list and this is just basically a broad list of the type of disorders that, you know, we could. And potentially see so speech disorders which is like articulation how we say our speech sounds like you said his r with a w earlier that would yeah. be a um, articulation issue there also phonologic uh phonology <laughs> I'm lydia now. predicted this sorry i'm laughing <laughs> she did i'm laughing phonology which is the speech patterns that we use and um, apraxia which is difficulty and planning the way we say things fluency which is also called stuttering and to a lot of people and we also help with voice problems. So any hoarseness <laughs> or, you know, if someone loses their voice, those are things we work with. We also work hmm. with language disorders. And I do this a lot with um, kids. So, you know, how they understand what we say to them, how we understand what they're saying to us. Those are things that we work with, you know, grammar, mm. sentence structure, things like that. Cool. And also with adults. Um, I don't know if you've ever known someone who's had a stroke after having a stroke. Some people may have aphasia, which is difficulty like word finding and they may sound kind of silly right and i had a patient one time with aphasia who <laughs> he kept this is literally how he talked he was like no and no. you would look at him and you're like i have no idea what you're saying and then he'd have to write it down for us but and to him does he oh, oh yeah and yeah. he could point to pictures he knew exactly what he was saying but from where his brain to his mouth it sounded like alien talk that's oh, so interesting it's my so crazy. gosh yes that's so, crazy and so that how is, do you help that there are hard ways. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Basically just rerouting those patterns. Yeah. And then um, I do home health right now. And so I actually had a patient also who I'd say, you know, point to the apple. And there's only two options, like an apple and a rocket ship. And, you know, they mm -hmm. point to the rocket ship because they don't know anymore. Somewhere <laughs> oh, that no, has sad. been lost. Or you'd say, what is this? You'd show them a picture of a bird and they'd be like, Gog, or like yeah. they just make things up. It's it's pretty interesting. How wow, the brain That's can cool. do things like that. So we help people and um, who have had strokes and their language disorders, and we also do hearing loss, deafness, and swallowing disorders, which is something I think is really cool, and I love mm -hmm. um, helping people swallow. So. Oh, yeah, I've really seen your videos of the majority. <laughs> I remember when you would send us videos when you're in the class of the yeah. throat. Yes, somebody was that it you swallowing? It looks disgusting, but it's amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think most of the time it was her swallowing and yes. it was like the or weirdest videos. thing. I'm always posting videos of watching like swallow he's online doing classes and stuff. Of <laughs> YouTube. Them. They are, look disgusting. Yeah, YouTube it. It's pretty gross, but you're like, man, it's so cool. The human body's cool. It, is, it cool. is cool. So yeah, we really treat a majority from birth to 
death. Like yeah. we help treat everyone. So cool. It's, it's pretty cool. That is cool. Right on. And then with, uh, with SLP being an allied health profession, yeah. we hear that a lot. What exactly is allied health? Cause that almost sounds like it's almost like a, a workers union for health, but I know that's not what it is. Right. So yeah, workers <laughs> union. but it sounds like that a little yeah, bit. You're right. So yeah, I kind of describe allied health. I don't use the term very often, um, especially cause I work primarily with kids right now. Um, but allied health is basically anyone um, in the health industry who's not one of the main distinctive doctor nurse mm-hmm. dentist like one of the main um health professionals so that could be um like you said occupational therapist speech therapist physical therapist respiratory therapist just kind of all those people that come in on the backside and kind of help um besides those major cool right on that's yeah awesome. and that's another thing about health we keep on uh, like all these like misconceptions and things like that. You, whenever you uh, like go to the doctor and you don't have to go to the hospital, like that, that's typically it. But then if you're there for a long period of time, a lot of people don't know how many professionals are actually there to help you out. It's right, just, it's, sure. it's really neat how many different, different specializations you can do. There's so many different specializations. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what is the schooling and licensing process like to become an SLP? Yeah. So you have to have a master's degree. So, of course, before that, you have to have your bachelor Mm -hmm. degree. Um, And again, I went to NSU and my bachelor is in speech language pathology, but other schools, um, you may get your bachelor in communication and sciences and disorders, or you may get a bachelor in something completely different and want to come into Mm -hmm. um, the field. So you'd have to do like prerequisites and stuff like that and then get accepted into um a master's program but before that you actually have to take the GRE which is the worst <laughs> the test GRE, ever the GRE it sucks, sucks. Yeah. it has sucks. nothing to do with anything we are doing and yet you still have to take it and yeah. so after you take that get Yikes. accepted into school and um, master's degree you have to it's a two-year graduate program and mm-hmm. um, I'll kind of explain like how NSU does it but again every school is kind of different as long as they meet the guidelines um, by our national organization so for NSU it was a two-year and your first year, you're taking classes majority of the time. And then you kind of do like an in-clinic and um, where you see kids who come into NSU's clinic and you see them. Mm-hmm. Um, second year is your rotations, internships, and externships. So you're actually going out into the field. Um, I did four rotations. I did a school rotation, a home health rotation. Um, that was my other one. I also did a swallowing and neurological disorders clinic rotation. Mm-hmm. And then I did one more and I don't. I don't remember what it is right now. No, I do remember what it is. It was a, yeah, I do remember what it is. Uh, Plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) It was a um, SAG hospital and it was I No wonder you forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, I try to keep those out of my mind. Um, It was very fun. So um, yeah, and there are, again, you can do rotations basically anywhere. um, You're just being a student under a speech path. So then once you do all of that um, and you meet all of the hours that you need there, then you graduate and that's a big a big thing because you're like oh that stress is off um but then then, there's a test yeah (laughs) yeah then there's the test that actually has to do with what we do not the gr that's good (laughs) yes it's called the praxis um Mm. so you have to pass that and i thought it was gonna be way harder than it was so i studied like crazy and then i was like man this was kind of a piece of cake so well that's nice i know it's it's funny because whenever you do standardized tests for the gre with like nothing that matters or you know it's it's harder because you don't care about it or something that you're not passionate about or you haven't learned about but then you think the actual licensure for what you're doing is gonna be hard but you but then you realize oh i just spent the last two and a half years learning all of those stuff so thankfully they taught me the correct thing you know yes so i mean and it was fun because it kind of give you gives you like real life examples of like what would you do in this scenario and you're mm-hmm. like i need to be pre- pre- prepared for this anyway so yeah like, that's here we true are. there you go and right on yeah so once you pass that 
Then you do what we call the clinical fellowship year, which is what I'm in right now, which is nine months of um, fellowship work under a mentor who is certified. Um, and you can do that anywhere. Um, it's basically, you're getting paid for it though. Thank the Lord. Of Praise. Allah. That's nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not like the other work. Um, you're getting paid for it. You technically are employed. Um, and then they just supervise you doing the work. And then once they say that you do your nine months or however many hours you have to do, sometimes it takes longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, once they say you are good and we think you're qualified, then you just apply and you get accepted by um, your state licensure board. And then the national certification oh okay so. so so the hard part then is or the hard part then is the test so basically you're just waiting on your mentor to kind of like to kind of like like not write you off but sign sign off on you and then, yes. then you'll submit that to the state then you will be a full-fledged full yeah, licensed we'll have that slp yeah you get to okay. write some cool letters behind your name so looking yeah. forward to that hey, day you, you, you earn those letters so yeah, yeah I, letters. I, I would for sure abuse i would abuse that oh, absolutely so question if you move to another state yep would you have to do your fellowship again or does your does your Oklahoma one since you said it goes off to nationals how does that work yeah so the state and the nationals are separate okay. um so if you i don't know about fellowship if you move to another state i think you just have to make sure you're following their regulations mm-hmm. Um, but if you're already have your like Oklahoma license and you move, you just have to pay a fee. Basically, okay. you oh, say I've okay. already done all my hours. I've already gotten all my rating forms submitted by my supervisor. And mm-hmm. um, so then you just pay that, a fee. That would be money. a pain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and some people in this area yeah. are certified. They'll be certified in Kansas, Oklahoma and Arkansas, you know, so they can. Oh, so they probably travel oh, and do stuff like okay. that. So and they just have to pay that's the fee every cool. year to keep up with it. That's a good idea. Yeah. That is a good Especially idea. Especially if you live in like North. East Oklahoma because it's easy to travel it's just to like those an, places. It's just an hour away. You yeah, know. for sure. Yeah, no, that's hmm. rad. So, what are some common? We talked about this a little bit. What are some common misconceptions within SLP? Yeah. So, um, again, like I said, most people think um, that we just treat lisps and stutters, mm-hmm. which that is a portion of what we treat. But again, it is so broad. Um, the people that we see, the speech sounds that we treat. Um, so, and it's kind of funny cause I did run into a guy one time and he was like, what are you? And I was like a speech, I always say speech therapist. Cause that's a lot easier for other people to understand. Yeah. And, um, he was like, oh, so you just help treat kids with cars. Oh, and he was very country like that. Oh, that's, that's, was that actually <laughs> that how was we sounded? I yeah. believe it. No, I believe it too. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, yes and no, like we do a lot more than that. So, and I know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the King's speech, yeah. Um, yeah. And so that kind of put that out there that we just help treat people who stutter. Right. And I, that is, you know, even growing up, I think about speech therapists, which I guess I didn't think about that much. But again, you're like, okay, lists and stuttering. Like you think of those people need to go see a speech therapist, which they do. Well, and I but, think of <laughs> uh, just kids too. I feel yeah. like that's a yeah. really big misconception because even Steven was kind of like, oh, you treat old people too. Yeah. Like you literally can treat anybody from zero to yeah. 100. If you're in a nursing home, you've probably seen a speech therapist. If you're in a rehab facility, you We'll probably see a speech therapist there. We are literally at hospitals. Um, you know, what made me get into this field is my grandpa had a stroke. And there's where I saw the first ever speech therapist. She oh, was cool. helping him communicate with us when he couldn't talk. Wow. Um, so we are literally, we're all over the place. All, <laughs> all over the place. Yes. We're so watching you. That is definitely a big misconception. Um, I also think a lot of the times uh, with like parents of kids that I treat, they're like, well, my kid can talk. I don't see why he needs speech mm. therapy. So they also don't know that we also can help, you know, with language and, you know, helping them learn to say their sentences better and how to do grammar better and things like that. So um, I hear that one a lot too. I bet. <laughs> yeah. I bet. Or also like late talkers. A lot of people will say, oh, my kid's not talking and he's three. Like we, 
we don't know yet if he needs speech therapy. I'm like, we help late talkers. Like we help stimulate language. We help stimulate those things. So that's so, so nice. good to know. It's so, it's so good to it know. It really is. Yeah. And those are my favorite to work with because they're so cute. And, little. and I'm like, Aww. we just get to play. And that's enough. That's another misconception <laughs> is people like, all you do is play. And I'm like, yes. And it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so we are learning, learning through play. It's so. meaningful playtime. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. You're speaking my language. Well, but yeah. how else do you like, if you didn't play, I mean, they're kids. You have to play I mean, in order sure. for them to learn. I mean, right? You're going to like throw a textbook at them. Like, you know, no, here, yeah. you go. here you go. <laughs> Read yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's um, kind of becoming a problem with technology. I feel like, mm. you know, we're hearing this a lot about kids who are in front of tablets all day. Experts research says that your child shouldn't even see a movie, see screen time until they're two. And wow. that is crazy well, now. Because, because literally, stimulating. Yes. Yeah. Babies are now like, you just, here's a tablet with and a movie. And they can use it. Yes. And the thing is, insane. they like can use it before they even talk. I feel like they know how to do use the iPad. Right. It's crazy. And now that I'm like helping kids who are like that, it's funny because I can always pick out the kids who they go home and they spend all their time in front of a screen because really? their language is poor. And that's because they haven't had that stimulating language and playtime that they should have had growing up. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's really weird. All the studies that have been done on that. I remember um, in one of my undergrad classes, we talked about how even the, even the nature of children's programs, because now you have things like little Einstein's and it's much like right. flashing lights and it's, it overstimulates the kids. But then if you go back to, you know, Mr. Rogers or the crocodile hunter, it's a lot you know, slower pace and that way kids can actually process it. So For I feel sure. like that's a really good point. If you're just, you know, in front of the tablet all day and there's like light, 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 sound, sound, mm -hmm. sound. That's just, that's gotta be a lot for yeah. a developing brain. They're not learning that language from the mm -hmm. tablet. As in, if you were to sit down with, you know, wooden toys or whatever toys you had and just, you know, talk to them, they're learning that language from you, you know, stacking blocks on top. Let's put that block on top. Let's make it fall down. They're learning that language as opposed to you put them in front of the Lion King and they're like, I have no idea what these people are saying, you know, but what's the going songs on? Are good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they will learn the songs, but they won't learn that language that they need to. So in your job, you use physical toys. You don't use a lot of technology then is what I would assume. I don't. Um, kind of depends on the age of the kid. Um, I do use tablets for rewards sometimes, but okay. usually they're like games and things like that. Um, you but with my you can still kids, learn on. Yeah, with my younger kids, all we use is like physical toys, Dude. like dollhouses, blocks, and stacking toys, farmhouse, things like that, oh, where they can yeah. name the animals and say those noises, and just mm -hmm. you can just make their sentences longer with those types of things. That's so. cool. Um, and but okay, so you mentioned the tablet as a reward. Do they have? I mean, I'm sure they do like specific SLP games that you know fellow SLPs have developed, so that way you could still even keep it topical. Yeah, you know? there. Yeah, there are definitely uh, a lot of things like that. And I know for when I do speech sounds, I use an app. I don't use flashcards or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And one, because it was way cheaper to buy an app than it is to buy oh, a yeah. box of flashcards. And it's one less thing to carry around. Exactly. Yeah. And the kids love it. They love to get to swipe and things like that. But mm -hmm. again, it is still like stimulating that one word and, and what they need to do. But yeah, there are tons of apps and games out there that are good um, for kids. Just not all the time. Again, everything right. in moderation is good. So just don't Give your kids iPads just to pass the time when they're sitting at home. You know, yeah, they really to talk need, to them. Yeah. yeah they, I mean, why else did you have the kid? That's the thing that gets me is like you had the kid and now you're just sort of trying to get the kid to watch a it's movie. Always so sad the whole day. It's one thing if it's yeah. like a little bit. I totally get that. You know, I don't have kids or anything, but it's. I feel like know, it's overwhelming time. having a kid. Yeah. So like an hour a day of a break would be great. Well, but when they give them all day long. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Because like growing up, we had screen time. I mean, I'm sure you all had something similar for to that, sure. where we could only be like playing video games or watching. Oh, TV I was not for... allowed to watch TV until I was done with my homework at like seven right. o'clock at night time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Because that's that. 
that's the way it should be, you yeah. know, but, but these damn kids nowadays. <laughs> but it's so much easier because now we have phones and now we have iPads and all this other oh, stuff yeah. that I'm you can just say, carry around to your room. My second graders have phones. We, we like, have that Kahoot, is insane. Yeah. Second graders. I, I didn't get a phone until eighth grade, but I shared it eighth with grade. Taryn, my brother, and we didn't have text. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have text messaging until my 10th grade year. I saw this crazy. meme the other day that said, I was telling my um, younger sibling, my younger, uh, I think it was a teacher, my kids in my class that I had to pay 10 cents for a text message. And they were <laughs> oh, like, no, you that's didn't. That's so true. Yeah. And I was like, yes. remember the days where we yeah. had to pay for text messaging? And it was after seven o'clock, you got free, free phone yes. calls. <laughs> yeah. Which was. We've come so far. We have. <laughs> So yeah. we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, hopefully you can elaborate a little bit more. Yeah. Um, what settings can an SLP work in? Yeah, sure. I'll just start. Start listening. Some. So again, school, which is kind of one that I work in right now, um, a private clinic um, for kids is one that I also work in. And that's, you know, that one has to be referred by your doctor and um, just says you need speech therapy. So then you would come into the private clinic. So that's just if you need a little extra help outside of a school speech therapist, that would be someplace where maybe if you didn't qualify for speech at school, then you can always seek out um, outside speech therapy also that way. Um, as far as kids, you can also see babies in the NICU at the hospital, you know, babies who are having issues feeding, maybe they were born early, won't latch, things like that. Um, you can see a speech therapist for that. Hospitals, again, um, ICU, respiratory, acute care, inpatient, outpatient rehabs, um, home health, nursing homes, mm-hmm. skilled nursing facilities. Everywhere. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Literally everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So you can see us in a lot There's of different places and a lot of different people. Speech path with, on so. staff always probably. Yeah. Should be. Should be. <laughs> in theory. Yeah. Right on. So what is the most rewarding part about your profession in your opinion? That I get to help people, you know? Yeah. So I know it doesn't always turn out like I want it to, and maybe they're not making like the progress that I would want them to make or things like that. So sometimes I can get down like that, but you're just knowing that you are helping someone, giving them all that you can in order for them to be able to communicate the best that they are able to. Um, I haven't talked about this, but we also can help people with like AAC and giving them some alternative way to communicate. So like an iPad, maybe where they can press buttons. What's AAC? Sorry. Yeah. AAC is like a augmentative alternative communication. So some people may use devices or things like that where they touch pictures and it speaks for them. Oh, Uh, oh, okay. Like talking. Like Stephen Hawking. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Hawking had one. Yeah. And with his, I don't know if his his eye gaze, but that's one of them where, you know, if they like losing the ability to um, use their hands or mm-hmm. things like that. They can use eye gaze or they literally like look at an iPad and they can type using oh. their eyes. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. Whammo. Um, so being able to do things like that for people who they don't have a voice and you're able to give them a voice that's, you know, really rewarding or being able to help um, someone swallow again when they haven't been able to eat their favorite food in six seven months and they get to taste their first pizza pizza <laughs> you know? like they're like pizza's my favorite and i've wanted to taste this for so long and you get to watch them do that that just like makes you realize why you do what you do and that is an actual story that it's, i've been able to see it's so just stuff that you take for granted you know yeah. you, just, you don't think about it and then, no when you're eating when i'm eating i don't think about it no. i just it just yeah. happens exactly. it's like oh this is delicious and you know? i bet <laughs> it's like literally if you if i were to lose that it would be devastating right and it it changes your whole life when something like that happens. So I do have a question. So I I you kind of mentioned this a second ago, but um, if I wanted to go see a speech therapist, I would For need sure. to go to the doctor to get a note, or I can just show up to a clinic. 
How does this, how does this, how do you go about getting yes. a speech therapist? Yes. Um, an outside clinic, you would need a doctor's referral. So just okay. go to your doctor, you know, and they'd be probably, they'd always be the best first step anyways right. to see, um, you know, kind of what's going on. And then they would make you a referral and you can always say, I want to go to this place. Okay. Um, and they can give you a referral that way. Unless you are in a hospital or a nursing facility, then the speech therapist usually comes to you. And okay. It's like, the doctor again would say, this person needs OT, PT and speech. So mm-hmm. then you kind of cool. get it that way. So if I had a kid, I could ask the school's speech therapist Yes. How does that work for if you um, have a child? Do they have to test and things like that? Yes, they do. So um, for that, you would contact the t- your um, kid's teacher, mm-hmm. tell them you're having some concerns for a speech. Then the teacher would, depending on the school, write a referral or they would just talk to the speech therapist and the speech therapist has to test the student. The student has to qualify um, in Oklahoma or I don't I can't say Oklahoma in my school district. Um, the student has to have a 50 percent delay in mm. one area to be able to qualify or okay. 25% in two areas. So that's pretty significant. So right. not all kids will qualify, um, at least in my school district. So then I would you know, probably talk to the parents and say, hey, I would go talk to your doctor and maybe seek an outside speech if right. I thought it was something that they did need. Yeah. <laughs> Makes and sense. I, and I, actually, I actually remember that um, because I, I had to do speech whenever I was in elementary school yeah. and it was something I think I didn't do my R's correctly and then the W thing Probably. was something that I was, that, that was really bad at. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so the W's and the R's and yeah, I remember doing the, the pre-testing and stuff like that and it was rewarding. I mean, obviously I, I, I speak a lot better now yeah. so that's cool. And, but okay, I do have a test for you. Uh, so I can't roll my R's. I've never been able to uh, my wife makes fun of me. You all made fun of me earlier for it. Y'all were like, or whatever. Like, 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 I can't do it. So is that something How that... How did I, that go again? I can't do it. So is that something that an SLP could, in theory, help with doing? Or is that like, did I just get genetically SOL for that? Like, how does that, like, how does that work? Well, I mean, with kids, we teach placement of speech sounds. So I'm like, okay. stick that tongue up to the top of your mouth. You know, you're okay. literally <laughs> teaching kids how to place their tongue. Okay. Um, so in theory, we could teach how to do that. Um, I wouldn't unless you needed to be like bilingual for some reason. So if you needed to learn a language that that mm-hmm. was a necessary portion of that language. Yeah. Other than that, I'd say watch it on youtube <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, I've, I've actually tried save that. some uh, money watch it on yeah. YouTube. I've, I've actually tried doing it on youtube and it's like you gotta like make your airway go like and then you like flick your tongue up and i just there I, you go I, I can't do it it's so like, he really has yeah. like a video i just I, I can't do it so either that or it's just like i have this mental block uh i'll work on it so we'll, we'll, we'll see to, yeah when we'll you see. go to see when you when you go to try to do it what do you do I think I panicked. So try on. <laughs> I want to see you do it. Yeah. Okay. Hold up. So, okay. So this is going to sound really bad for a listener. So if you want to skip this, uh, go ahead like 10 seconds. But no, you go, listen, like, listen. But I mean, I'm just saying it's harsh on the ears. You go like, which you make the F noise yeah. because a Spanish R and a American R are two separate R's. That's I correct. learned that. Uh, so <laughs> he's done his research. I have. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you go like the, and you have to like flick your tongue up and what, cause I think what, I'm overthinking it on is that it's a natural thing. If you let your tongue rest, it'll like move up and down, but I'm trying to make my tongue do it for me. You know, like I'm trying, like, I think it's like, I have to actually like, like do it myself, but I guess, you. I guess I don't know how he can't do it. Cause I can do it. Well, you see, does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> I can't do it. And I've never like, like a rose. <laughs> Ooh. So that's what rice. That? That? That's rice in Spanish. Oh, like rojo. I mean, see, I can do it a little well, bit. But rojo, you want to do it. Cause it's not a double R. Oh, I guess that's not. Okay. In Spanish, it's like double R. It's like tortuga. See, I can't. 
like turtle. I can't. No, can't do tortuga it. is not one either. Is it really? Oh, oh it's my like gosh. arroz. Oh, oh, like dog, like per, 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 perro. Yeah, ugh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, perro. No, can't I don't know do if it. I could do it. Perro. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. you can do it. No, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can really do quick. it. Here yeah. I go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Prove gee, wrong. okay, well, gee, thanks, guys. All right, Lydia, moving on. But Let's I just go. wanted to see. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm just messing around. It's just funny. I have long accepted. Not funny. It's interesting. I have long accepted that I'm not going to be able to roll my R's. So that's it's yeah. literally no big deal. And or if I figure it out, I'll let y'all know though. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, keep us yeah. updated. <laughs> keep you Watch posted. those YouTube videos. <laughs> I will. Um. So Sierra, how much anatomy goes into speaking? Like, how complex of a bodily function is it? Pretty complex. Yeah. Um, I would say breathing is one of the most important things that our body does. Mm-hmm. So speech is secondary to breathing. So, you know, if our body wow. was like shutting down our speech would go before breathing because that is a necessary part of life. Breath. Wow. Yeah. So um, it's pretty complex. So with speech, it starts in your lungs. We have to be able to breathe out to speak. So it starts there and moves up um, through our trachea. And there are our vocal cords or folds. Some people call them vocal folds um, in anatomy, but we all know them as like our vocal cords, I guess you hear yeah. growing up. And mm-hmm. um, so that's how our voice is actually produced is our vocal cords slapping against each other, basically. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yeah, in the videos, cords, it looks gross, but they They're do. They're just fighting each other. It's just I violent. would like to yeah. say that I've never, I've never one time looked this up, but Sierra would send us videos of this happening and it's just so intriguing. Yeah. So they basically, right now yeah. that's happening. Yeah. They push together and they vibrate really quickly. I actually Googled it. So like how fast do they vibrate? They vibrate 110 cycles per second. So they are so like, oh you literally can't see it vibrating unless you slow it down. So, um, so what's that in miles per hour? Just kidding. Oh. I, I, I have no yeah. idea. What's yeah. that in miles? So you actually what's have to that in the- horsepower there, Sierra? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know what a horsepower. <laughs> I was just just being a jerk. Sorry. Okay. So you have to use a special tool in speech to even be able to see your vocal cords vibrating. Because if you're just looking at it with our eyes, you can't see it because it's moving so fast. So we use. And video stroboscopy, which is oh. a camera that goes either through your nose no, this is cool. or yeah, through so, your mouth, cool. yeah. which the video you saw was through the nose. Through the nose. Why would yeah. you elect through your nose? I, I would much because rather Because ha- gag reflex. You Wait. bypass ga- gag reflex going through your nose. Oh. Does it hurt? Because... No. Well, when they you stick that thing yourself. up my flu nose, they stick the thing but up they're the like flu, digging in there. and it like touches my I brain, hate. and it is like <laughs> and so see, uncomfortable. It, it, and that's why that's what I was saying. I was like, yeah. So like, I imagine a camera throat, you know, yeah. up my brain. It's very very tiny. So I mean, okay. you, I I think half of it is you know you're psyching yourself out. You're yeah. like, this is gonna hurt, and it just feels really weird because you have to do it to yourself. Did I you didn't do it? do it to myself. Someone else did it to me. Right. So but as a SOP, did you choose your nose or your mouth? I would always choose my nose because if wow, they, that, the, that blows my mind. The one that yeah. goes in your mouth is like just a like a metal pole, basically with a camera oh. on the end. So if if you have a weak gag reflex, yeah, it's over. I guess with. that would be it's a strong gag with. reflex. Yeah, then you would literally be gagging the whole time because they have to stick it all the way back there to be able to see down into that area. But then they make you talk, so yes. you have the thing in oh. your in your throat, and then you talk. <laughs> well, to you record would just say, it. that reminds me of, the, of like the dentist's office. That like, is crazy. Okay, can, can y'all as SLPs like unionize or something and make it to where dental hygienists cannot speak to you if you have everything in your mouth? <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. Like, I mean, I, like, uh. I, I, like I'm happy to talk to them. But whenever I can actually 
talk, not like, oh, I'm doing great, thank you. You know, like it's just... It's awkward. It irritates me. It irks me. But that is crazy how you have to like literally get a slow-mo, almost like in Mythbusters, you get yes. a slow-mo camera down to your vocal cords. it looks cords. pretty cool. Oh, I'm sure it looks awesome. YouTube it. Well, yeah, I will. I'll, I'll to, Sponsored by YouTube. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, YouTube. Can you sponsor this podcast? <laughs> how many times have we said YouTube? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'll go ahead and add that to my list with it being with the how to roll my R. So I'll yeah, put, that, I'll put yes. that in the same list. So, yes. Okay. But also, moving up from our vocal cords, we also, it goes up through our throat um which gives us resonation which kind of helps make our voice sound deeper or because if we have a big <laughs> cavity back there <laughs> then our voice will be kind of you know deeper and if we have a narrow it's kind of like air you know if you push air through a smaller space it sounds like higher things like that huh. so then moving up there and then so we people have, who have really high voices have a smaller kind of it also goes with their vocal cords also that oh. also affects that but it's kind of a mixture of both. interesting so what produces a so i mean obviously with men you usually have a deeper voice than women yes. and women usually have a higher voice than men so what is it are our vocal cords longer or shorter like how does that thicker. how does that work oh they're so it'd be thicker. like <laughs> thick boys <laughs> thick with three c's yeah i'm gonna start saying that thank you my, yeah my, my voice isn't deep my vocal cords if i remember dummy, right, thick. Right, yeah. dummy, <laughs> dummy thick vocal cords yeah don't test me on that. I think no. that's right. That's super, I mean, it sounds right. I think that's right. So again, with every person, everything is different. So some are longer, some are shorter, and that always affects well, it. But usually it's like that. I mean, that would make sense if it was thicker because the length you really like, you know, even though we're two, two separate, you know, biological genders, we, one of us isn't going to have more space or right. less space. Yeah. So that, that makes perfect sense thinking about it. So yeah, yeah. that's cool. Right so on. then moving through there, we have the tongue, the teeth, um, our palate, affects <laughs> voice. <laughs> So like M, N, and N are nasal. So those, um, mm. our nasal passage has to be open for those noise, that That's noise so to come cool. out. That is so cool. So we can help people, you know, if you have a cleft palate, those sounds may be distorted, things like that. So we help with that. And then your tongue is the biggest articulator and that makes the most sounds. And I know, again, on YouTube, there's yeah. a video <laughs> of like a side x-ray of someone talking and the tongue moving and it just moves way more than you think about it yeah it's pretty crazy because you i mean even if you like thinking about your tongue right now you're like man that sucker is really going he's he's moving around in there it's 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 doing great you know keep on keep on doing your thing yeah Yeah, you're just your tongue is just crazy yeah is it not crazy that all this stuff is happening without you thinking about it yeah we're just on autopilot it's just so crazy to to point out to our listeners if you want to try a really fun word say crisp it starts in the back of your mouth and goes all the way through wow. so yeah that's, look at you go yeah. that's exactly isn't that, right isn't that fun yeah. that's, uh, it's, it's that's, great crisp. i'm gonna need that one now with all my kids there, i like that. their replacement yeah, app that, because that's exactly right that'll, uh, that'll be five dollars for licensing thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh what do you think are the most common i don't know if you want to call them conditions or impediments like i don't know what the nomenclature is for that that, yeah. that you treat as an yeah. slp i wouldn't say that we use a pediments very much anymore i think that's kind of an outdated um term but like what are the most common maybe sound disorders okay oh sound disorders um so for me working with kids in the school are like we talked about earlier (laughs) that one is pretty common and again that one's kind of a later developing sound anyways Mm -hmm. so i usually don't help kids until they're about first or second grade with that one um and then (laughs) lisping is also a big one now (laughs) i think that a lot of kids stick their tongue out 
past their teeth now with their S's and that can be huh. due to a lot of things. And I think prolonged like sippy cup usage and stuff like that is more prevalent. So I feel See, like I've seen that a lot think more. Of that that Again, is so yeah. crazy. Like I wouldn't never think of that. That's I love it. It's yeah. cool. I love learning new things. So That's those neat. and then the SH sound is probably pretty common for me right now. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> like shh in the beginning or shh in all the middle? Of, all of this. All of it? Yeah. Usually how if they you, miss it in one, they see, miss I'm, it in I'm all places. I'm just thinking like how do you not, not mess that up, but like how would you like cognitively not be able to do that? I don't know. Because like for me, it's like shh. It's just, yeah. it, it is what it is. Well, yeah. how? still learning. So of it's course, like, of and course. Some kids, not saying all kids, but some kids, once they're like, oh, I understand that, then it just like automatically. Kids. And they uh, automatically can just, just really, say all really the words. Struggle so maybe maybe that'll be me with my R. Like I'll be like, oh, duh, okay. Yeah, Ugh, right. R's yeah. a little harder. So tell me, R has a lot of why R is a big one. I think, you know, I don't I know if you know. I could have so, just tricked like, you. It's such Sorry. a tense, like for that right that placement. Our tongue is really like tight and tense. So with kids, they just don't really want to make it right that like tight. So it's okay. really, I feel like that's kind of what I teach kids. It's just to usually they say that W Be sound instead so their tongue is down instead of in that tensed position so yeah it's almost like you're talking like johnny cash like hello i'm johnny cash like talking like with your with your teeth almost yeah yeah it's and there's a book that was like away for wadney web that's usually one that i read and you're teaching kids don't do that w really tense that tongue it's just interesting that they turn R into book? W. Yes. Oh, it's R warming? Because it's okay. like, yeah, because okay. they're talking about It's a about kid's how, book. Because right. kids <laughs> get there, there, are some, there are some sad kids books. The Giving Tree, if you want to read that, that's a real tearjerker, Lydia. Isn't that like but a poetry? Steve is pointing his finger at me. I would like everyone yeah. to know. Like he's <laughs> like, shaming like, me. Like Shel Silverstein, yeah. But any, anyway, so it's about kids being like, like yeah, the so rabbits like, made fun of. Yes, and so then it's about not peers. teasing kids for. That's great. I love it. There. <laughs> okay, but that. you're reading that to somebody who already has a speech impediment. All the kids without and speech impediment because some kids should don't know read it that they are even saying those sounds wrong. They I'm should like, not be bullied. I usually for that. say it back to them. I'm like, you said it this way, and they're like, no, I didn't. I'm like, oh yes, you did. Oh, but like, you did. <laughs> do you record them? I have. Depends and then on play, the and then you play it back like and say, the, "This is what you, you sound re- like." Yes, you have the yes. receipts. Well, when you strategy. Do, when yeah. you do that, does it like click for them? Like, oh, I've never Not heard always. myself. Um, okay. <laughs> but yes. Depends in on the theory, kid. I guess yeah, it would. Yes, yes. I mean, generally, kids are probably pretty stubborn. So, I mean, maybe, no, that's not me. That was somebody else, you know, whatever. Absolutely. I just find it weird that you turn your R's into W's. Like, instead of rabbit, it's wabbit. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of. Isn't that crazy, though? It is crazy. Like, that's just crazy to crazy. me that it's like, if you can't say an R, you go to W. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, wa and ra. I mean, they're, 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 they're similar. Wabbit. Yeah, wabbit. Rabbit. Wabbit versus rabbit. I guess it's kind of sorry. <laughs> sorry. Crisp. <laughs> Crisp. It's not. That's very true. So for listeners who might be interested in becoming a speech language pathology or would like to know more about your profession, what is one thing that they should know uh, that they should know about speech language pathology and also where is a good place to learn more? Yeah. So the first piece of advice that I would give is to go and shadow mm-hmm. um, a speech therapist um, in more than one area so like go shadow someone in a school go shadow someone in a hospital go shadow someone in a nursing home because although you may shadow and you're like man i don't know if i like working in a school working in a hospital is completely different Mm -hmm. so you may really enjoy that um again and if maybe you don't even know what it would be like to assess and treat those disorders so that would be a great place to start you know seeing it actually happen um and then from there if you think that's something that you'd want to do 
Um, there's a lot of information online at ASHA, A-S-H-A.org. That's cool. our um, national organization, hmm. um, which is the Association of Speech and Hearing. And so go on there. They have a lot of information about how to become an SLP. Um, they have a list of schools that you can go to um, and stuff like that. So that is where I would point you to. And of course, there's always the great Google. Google Just it. Type it in. <laughs> I do have one more question. Thing, yeah. I know that's supposed to be the last question, but I have oh, one no, more question. So Sierra, you said that you work in schools and with young kids. Is that something you've always thought you were going to do? Or did it really take you going through school and going to the different um the different places to figure out what you like the most or are you going to change halfway through your life i have no idea what okay I'm, I'm still learning <laughs> yeah figuring out what i want to do i am in like i said i'm in a school right now and also in a clinic mm-hmm. um one day a week and then i just started home health also on the side with adults so i'm kind of working with all of the people right yeah, now just you trying really to are. figure out what i enjoy and what i think i would um be best at in order to help people with my is that do you think that's common with most um starting um speech therapists is they kind of like play the field for a little bit i guess and then really hit home on where they find it after um a few years probably a couple years i feel like it it's kind of half and half like some people do and then some people you know in grad school are like i know that i want to work with kids or i know that i want to work with adults Mm -hmm. um so i'd say it just kind of depends on the person but it's a field that you kind of can go out and just try all yeah. the different things and which so. i think is so cool i think that's a, such a cool thing to and, do and i actually have a follow-up too so so you mentioned shadowing a speech language pathologist yeah. you would probably recommend doing that in undergrad correct so that way that way you you can before you commit to you yes. know two and a half more years right yeah absolutely because i mean i wouldn't at least want to go into something and if i didn't know exactly what i would be doing in that profession so right i do have another question Go for it. You got um, it. Go for me. I'm just full of questions <laughs> with you it. today. Um, so, is your master's degree as far as you can go as a speech therapist? Is that no. like? That's is a really that, good, I that's haven't a even touched on question. this. That's, I know. That's a good question. So, let's talk about um, more advanced education or whatever you can for do with sure. that. I read so, we call those terminal degrees. There you go. There's another, there's another fun bit terminal of yeah, terminal degrees. Scary. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. But. <laughs> no, you can for sure go and get your doctorate. Um, usually, people who do that are wanting either to be in research mm. because everything that we do should be evidence-based and right. so it has to have some research behind it not everything does yet because our field is still kind of growing in that area of having research behind things um so usually people who have phds are doing that or they want to teach at a university oh, right, so right. i didn't even think about that <laughs> obviously yes. they and, have to and, do that two-thirds of us work at universities yeah. so we didn't think about that. <laughs> that is true yeah so um in a speech program at a university majority of your professors professors have to have a phd gotcha. in yes. order for the program to be accredited so ah oh, fantastic yeah cool right on okay hmm. well uh lydia uh, or myself do you have any more questions or? i'm trying to i don't think i have any more and sierra do you have anything else yeah that, do you have oh, anything else you want to add y'all are awesome thanks oh. for having me <laughs> oh, you're awesome, you're awesome. yeah well thank thanks you. for being here yeah thank you so much sierra for uh one being on the show but also more importantly making our community a better place to live thank you yeah. for Helping the children and the home health people and all of that and and, and learning us a thing or two. It's yeah. it's I, I said like I had my 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 mind blown like three or four times. Like it's I know just, it's, it's crazy. cool stuff. Yeah. So uh, we hope everybody enjoyed our interview with Sierra and more importantly, I hope Sierra enjoyed being on the show. Hopefully, oh, yeah. it wasn't too bad. Uh, so next episode is going to be episode sixty nine, and Lydia already started <laughs> laughing. So uh, we are getting there, and then we are, uh, and that will put us two episodes away from a big launch that we will hope you all enjoy. 
but for now, you can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the places. Don't forget our Super Tuesday thing. Uh, all you need is a uh, a sticker picture because uh, sticker picture. Sticker, yeah, I know was, we talked for five minutes about this. So, but again, sticker, sticker picture. picture. If you're still here and at picture. the Stevia Show, and sh- that's all you have to do. Us. Yeah, and Sierra, uh, what what are your social handles? Where can we find more about you? At? Oh man, if oh man, want, if, mainly on Instagram. If you want to share really, that, if not, no big deal. I don't really habitat any other ones. <laughs> I get on Twitter occasionally, but my Instagram is at Sierra Gracie Ann, which is my middle name. Probably cool. should change that to something easier. But. Sierra Miller, oh, perhaps. I thought there was about changing your middle name. Maybe. I'm like, what's wrong with that? Like, that's a fine middle name. But. <laughs> it's long. S A G M. S G A. S G A. But yeah, hit me up. Give me a follow. Yeah, follow her. Follow her. And if you have any questions about SLP, don't ask us. Ask her because she is she is the expert. Slide into them DMs. Yeah, slide into them platonically, of course. So yes. So we hope everybody enjoyed this interview. We will catch you next week on episode sixty nine of the Stevie Show. It's going to be nice. But for now, this is Steven This is Sierra. (laughs) And this is Lydia. And we will see you all later. Bye.